Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Roundtable. My name is Robert Bannon. I hope you're listening to us on the Broadway Podcast Network or watching us over on the YouTube channel. You know, 54 Below is my favorite place to see a show in New York. It is literally Broadway's living room, and it is the honor to do a show there. And it is such a beautiful space with such beautiful people and amazing, legendary performers. Well, the Barricade Boys coming all the way from the West End, coming from the UK, will be there for two nights, January 15th and 16th at seven o'clock, which is the fancy time, you know, for the fancy, the fancy performers up. One day I'm gonna have a seven o'clock show, Scott and Simon, I swear I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there at seven o'clock with my own show. And if I get my hair done right and, and get my tenor notes out right, Maybe one day I could be a barricade boy. Scott and Simon are here. Welcome to the show. Uh, yes. How are you? I'm fantastic. That was There's, a great introduction. Thank you. Th- th- I'm honored to talk to you both. There is so much blonde hair and blue eyes on the screen right now. I am. <laughs> Mine's not blonde. Mine's just going gray. It looks blonde. <laughs> Listen, that is the perk of being blonde is that you don't see it as much because mine is as well. You both have an have amazing careers over in the UK in musical theater. You have performed in some of the biggest shows. You guys as a group have performed in literally some of the biggest shows. And the word on the street is you, Scott and Simon, are, are the ones who created and came up with this idea. Scott, how did you decide to put together a boy group, a man group, and, and take, over, take over the musical theater world? Well, when we started, we were definitely the Barricade Boys, and we're now much more the sort of uh, the Barricade Men, should I say. Um, you know what it was? It's, um, you know what it's like when you're doing shows, and it's great It's great to get cast in big Broadway and West End shows and play roles and all that stuff is amazing. But sometimes you want your own creative outlay, and uh, me and Simon for a long time have been very good friends, and we knew we wanted to produce something. Um, and so I got this idea about maybe something relating to Les Mis, uh, and together we created the Barricade Boys and we booked a theatre, uh, the Charing Cross Theatre in London's West End. Um, and it sold out within like two weeks and we put on this big show and we were really excited. And it was amazing. It was an incredible night. And then nothing happened really for about eight months. You know, you, you sort of have this big excitement. You think, right, this is it. We're off. Uh, and then all of a sudden it just bit by bit, it grew and grew and the word got around and we got invited to do more things. And eight years later, only a couple of weeks ago, we appeared at the London Palladium. Um, we did our own show in uh, the Adelphi Theatre, which we sold out earlier. Sorry, no, the end of last year, because we're now in a new year. 
Um, and now we're touring lots of America, and it's our second time back to 54 Below, so we're really excited. And you're back, you're back, Simon. You're back at 54 Below after selling out your your 54 debut, and you're you know as he just said, playing the Palladium, playing these places, these iconic performances. Tell us about the other the other the other boys in the group, Simon. Where did you find them? What is it like to get on stage with your your fellow brothers? Well, uh, we found them because they're mates, really. I mean, you know, not not just mates, but they are legendary musical theater performers. I mean, Craig um, is the longest running Marius in the world. So we have him, like, he's amazing. I've got Kieran Brown, who's done um, every musical you could name. He's probably done it. Like, he's fantastic. And he's got such an incredible voice. And uh, truly, truly, they are, like, they are best mates. And it's great to sing with them and tour with them. And it's, it's, it's we're very lucky. It's a shame if one of them, it's probably me. It's, it's a shame that one of them is an idiot, you know, because then it'd be a nightmare. So it's probably me. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> While we're talking, go to barricadevoice.com if you want information, or you could follow them up at Barricade Voice on Instagram. And if you are in New York City, which I know you are, on the 15th and the 16th, it's 54below.org. Grab your tickets. Come see them. It's nice and 7 o'clock. You'll be able to have a, a cocktail and a little something to eat and hear some amazing music. Scott, what is a concert like? Like, what music are, are we going to hear? Are we going to hear Les Mis? Are we going to hear theater? Are we going to hear some pop music? Or, or what? What is it? What is a show with the Barricade Boys like? It's a great question. And I think it's something that surprises most audiences that come and see us. We sort of make a joke in the show that for the next six hours, you're going to sit and just watch us <laughs> ballad after ballad after ballad because we've just been in Les Mis and that's all we can do. Um, but of course, that's not what we do. <laughs> we try and give like the kind of a show that me and Simon, when we first sat down, said, would we want to pay money and go and watch this kind of a show? And that was really the only requirement was that if we thought it would be good, then surely there's people out there that would also feel the same as us. Um, and so we, of course, do lots of musical theatre, all the big classics you'd expect, maybe with our own little twist, like Les Mis, for example. We don't sing any song from Les Mis that isn't a unique interpretation. So that might be Master of the House done as a kind of Michael Bublé big band number. Or we have like uh, I Dreamed a Dream done like an 80s rock ballad. You know, it just we try and change the, the way that we approach those particular songs. But then we do lots of pop and rock. We do Bohemian Rhapsody by, by Queen. We've got a Motown medley. Uh, we do a Mamma Mia medley, because who doesn't love some ABBA? Um, so there's kind of a bit for everyone in there, really. We hope so, anyway. I, I'm sold. That's, I, was reading, <laughs> I was reading the press release. I said, yeah, Jersey Boys, yes, The West Side Story, yes, Les Mis, yes, Billy, Elton, Queen. So you really give everybody a little bit of something. Simon, in the press release and in the clip, you all dance, too. You're not just singing in harmony and belting and screlting your faces off. There's some choreography. There is some choreography. A lot of it's done by a gentleman called Liam Steele, actually. And he choreographed the movie. Um, he's like Olivier Award winner and uh, yeah, movie blame is, that's correct. So a lot of the stuff uh, that we do, he did. So it's like, not we've not just done it. It's like, you know, it's proper now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and his stuff is hard, really hard. I think he won a Tony for, was it Company? I think on uh, Broadway? Maybe nominated. Yeah, he, he choreographed Company on Broadway. He choreographs our show. He's brilliant, so. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. So 
come on, people. This is like a full-blown <laughs> entertainment extravaganza. You know, uh, we we recently had on the cast of the Lamest Tour, and we we talked to the director of the tour and the United States and, and the music director and, and and the characters in it, and we were talking about these big juggernaut musicals that are big, you know, really operas that are that are put up on stage. Scott and Simon, for a question for both of you, Scott, how do you, as a performer, take care of yourself? You know, a lot of students, musical theater students watch this. They talk about raspy voices and, and, and taking care of when you're tired or when you're nervous or when you have something going on. What's the trick about staying in tip top, you know, vocal shape? Well, I, th I think, I mean, a lot of people talk about, you know, oh, if you, you, know, you take some honey and lemon and all this <laughs> stuff. And I just think that's kind of all a load of nonsense because really that stuff doesn't go anywhere near your vocal folds. For me, it's about good rest and, and being hydrated. If you can get those two things spot on, you, you're going to be fine. And a show like Les Mis, where it's, you know, three hours of full on singing and maybe, maybe it's twice in a day if you've got a matinee. It's just about building up that stamina, like any, like any muscle. If, you, if I went running now, I would be out of breath within three seconds because I am so unfit at the moment. Um, but if I did that every day for the next, you know, six months, then by the time, you know, it comes to six months time, I'm going to be running hopefully for an hour, you know, because I'm doing it every day. And it's the same with singing a show like Les Miserables, you know, in our, in our country, we do year contracts and then you can renew for another year. So when I did Les Mis, I was in that show for two years in the West End. And by the time I left, I felt that my voice was the strongest it had ever been because it was like an athlete. I'd been working it every single day. How about you, Simon? Very similar. I would say, you know, uh, I don't warm up really at all. I, I kind of, I just siren and I know my voice is there. I think for me, if I do a big old warm up, which is what you're trained to do, and you know, a lot of people do, and that's great. My voice at the end of it is almost tired. So yeah. when I come on, I make sure my voice is there and I do a few little scales, you know, nothing more than a minute. And then I, I know it's there and I, off I go. But like Scott says, for me, if I'm rested and I drink a lot of water during the day, because it takes apparently four hours to get into your system, um, I'm good uh, generally. But I, in Barrigan voice specifically, minus Scott's lines are high. It's it's constant, you know, everything, which, which is silly, really. Throughout the, the time we've gone, what's great? This is great. That's great. This is great. And then when we get in the room, it's, oh, my, who's given us this? We have. Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to ask you that, Scott. Who comes up with the vocal arrangements? And, and, and tell us a little bit about who's accompanying you at the show. So we have an amazing uh, musical supervisor who does a lot of our arrangements as well, a guy called James Doughty. Um, he's incredible. He's kind of like our fifth barricade boy. That's what we say. Um, we get so many compliments about the arrangements and the unique sound that we create when we do different songs. And all of that is down to James. He's, 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 he's amazingly talented. And when we tour, you know, we tour the States, for example, we have like a big seven piece band and we have screen content and different things. James is doing everything. He's like hitting the controls on the MacBook to get the screens going. He's playing. Sometimes he's talking in our ears going, get ready, one, two, three. You know, like, so he's, I <laughs> don't know how he does it because all we've got to do is kind of hopefully stand and sing in, in, in the right position. And he's, he's kind of the, 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 uh, the magician that's operating everything. Uh, uh, amazing. Simon, you know, you're talking about four, four guys um, on stage and singing in harmony at points and stuff like that. What what do you do to get your parts down? Are you guys both naturally just, I can pick up a harmony and be able to sing it? Are you someone who's listening to it, you know, over and over again in your ear? What What is the trick, Simon, to be a good harmony singer? I would say three of the group have to do repetition. It's got, we've just got to get in a room, um, we get our track down, and then we just sing it and sing it and sing it and sing it. Craig is quite musical. He plays the guitar, the drums, the piano. 
Um, so he can kind of come in the room and he knows it, you know, so it's us that's holding him back. But for us, you know, if we have a day and we just keep going over and over it, we've got it. We did that with the Horatio Alger Awards in Washington uh, last year and they sprang a song on us that we've never heard before. We had a day to learn it. And again, we're like, <laughs> and it was in front of a lot of important people. So um, we got it down and it was the best, I think they said, they'd ever heard it. And I don't know if that was just because of us, but <laughs> we were sweating in one room for a whole day, just going over and over it. So it's just repetition, I think, for three out of four of us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always say when I talk to people in a group that the worst summer of my life was doing the Music Man in the barbershop quartet, singing the baritone line. I was like, I'm never going to get this down. It's, it's, you think it's easy. It is not easy. If I'm singing next to you, Scott and Simon, just give me the melody because you don't want to mess. Uh -uh. Um, so, <laughs> Scott, what is it like in an American audience? You're going to be here in, a, in the U.S. What, what, is, what is it like when you come to the States and, and, and perform in front, of, in front of people who may not have seen you on the West End, who may not have seen the Barricade Boys um, do shows and tour around the U.K.? What is it like when you come here and, and, and the energy in the room here in New York especially? Well, I've got to be honest with you. I, I love American audiences because I just feel like from the minute you come out they're on your side they want to have a good time and they're willing you to be good whereas in the UK it's slightly different they're a bit more like okay impress us then what have you got that's kind of our kind of self-deprecation the way we are as people uh, but yeah I love the American audiences they're always they're always very respectful they're always cheering they they they, they, they and also you, I think you have a culture of loving musical theatre um, whereas I think sometimes in the UK we love theatre, but musical theatre is almost like a sort of second cousin to theatre. Whereas in America, it's musical theatre is very much at the, at the front of, uh, of theatre. And so when we come over and we get to sing all those amazing songs, I find the crowds are just, they're incredible. It's, it's a real privilege. Oh, Simon, they're gonna, you're going to walk on stage and, and New York City is going to be ready. We're, we're ready for it. We're ready for the show. What, Simon, are you, I hope you get a slice of pizza. You eat a bagel. I mean, come on. It's New York City. We do, actually. <laughs> Breakfast, we always ate, we always catch breakfast. In fact, we hit juniors. We do. If, we are terrible, actually. All over yeah. America, we toured uh, last year. We went to New Orleans. Well, we did that badly. We went to, um, you name it, we eat the local cuisine and we are not well. We're not good with it. So when it comes to New York, we'll eat all the stuff. That's it. If you're listening to this or watching this right now, you know they'll be having cheesecake at juniors right after the show. I, I Yes, bet. come on. You have to. You have to, if you are uh, looking for tickets, like we said before, before they're gone, go to 54below.org, 54below.org, and you can get your tickets. And like I said, show up early, get a meal, have a drink, and, and make an entire an entire night a night of it. How often, Scott, do you change the the set list? Is it is it going to be the uh, like? A, is it you guys have a steady set list every night? Do you you know we're gonna you're you you are gonna just come out and hit us with an hour and a half worth of music? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we have some standards that we know audiences love and that we love to perform. And, you know, why would we change that? Because it's a bit like if you go and see, you know, Billy Joel in Madison Square Garden and he doesn't do Uptown Girl or he doesn't do Piano Man, you're going to go, where's the songs that we love? So, you know, there are some songs that we love to do and people like to hear. Um, but we also try and change the set list a little bit. You know, we've, we've, never, we've never done Define Gravity until last year. Kind of our own unique rock version, and we're putting that into the set this time at 54 Below, which is kind of exciting for us. Um, I mean, you can't come to Broadway and not do something from Wicked, right? No, exactly. It did four million dollars worth of tickets last week. The show is going to run forever. Uh, I wish uh, we did, wish we didn't. I mean, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Simon, he just said, um, you know, Billy Joel and at, 
at the garden. I just went and saw it. And he sings Uptown Girl and Piano Man, and he sings every single every single song that you want him to sing. It is greatest hits from top to bottom. Um, when you get requests and, and and comments, and what is it like when you you walk out the stage door, Fifty Four Below, or you walk out the stage door where you are? and you see people and, and their music means something to you. I'm sure you guys get lots of DMs and messages. Um, what, is it, what is it that is rewarding about being able to, to give some joy, especially in these past few years where we've been through some crazy, crazy stuff in this world? What's it like to be able to get up on stage and sing? Well, I think we took it for granted, you know, before the, the awful thing that happened that we can't mention anymore. Um, but, you know, during that time we did, uh, we released our Bring Him Home, which seems to be everybody's favorite uh, song and we released that for the NHS our National Health Service uh, to raise some money and it got over well three million views I think so that song means something now more than it ever has but when it comes to Les Mis specifically everybody has a favorite song and it means something to somebody so generally it's always bring him home or I dream a dream or they always tell us they cried um, and then we try and make them laugh you know on other sections such as Jersey Boys or ABBA, we certainly don't take ourselves seriously in the show, that's for sure. It's certainly not a standalone ballad, ballad, ballad. It's quite energetic, to be honest, um, and really up-tempo and fun, and especially the ending. It's, um, we really get you dancing in the aisles, hopefully. But, um, oh, I, I'm, I'm excited. It's the 15th and the 16th. I, I have to ch- I'm coming. I'm checking this show out. I'm not missing a moment. Please, please. got to see people that are ready to sing. It's the Barricade Boys, January 15th and 16th at 7 o'clock at 54 Below. And you can get your tickets at 54below.org. And if you are not, that's <laughs> – and if you are not, if you are not in this area, they're going to be around. Don't, don't miss it. They'll be around and touring. Go to barricadeboys.com or go to Instagram and follow them at Barricade Boys. And so that you can you can stay up to date because I'm sure you all have a lot of plans and a lot of dates and a lot of, of goals and dreams and they're all going to come true this year. I, I just know it. This is going to be a year of the Barricade Boys. We're ready for it. Yes. Yes, please. Thank you both so much. Break legs. Have a blast. And one day I'm going to have to give you a slice of cheesecake on me. That's it. Well, when you come and see the show, you can take us for a slice of cheesecake afterwards. Done. Are you are you someone that wants a plain piece of cheesecake? Are you are you a strawberry blueberry like is it is it this is a controversial question now. I know. I quite like it. Are you playing? I was gonna say I quite like it plain, but sometimes when you put like the strawberries on top, you like the, the strawberry juice, that's quite nice. All right, good. I'm gonna, I want some now. I'm so hungry. Let's go. <laughs> Congratulations, all the best. Break all the legs. We're ready for you. Thanks, Robert. Thank you. How much do I love that? How much do I love all of those songs from Lay Mr. Jersey Boys to Billy Joel Tell? It's like they made a show for me. I think they made a show for me. 54below.org. You know, my show at 54below is coming up June 14th. We pride it up and talk about dancing in the street. Talk about drag queens. Talk about glitter and feathers and, and divas. So, you know, you could always get more information about me at robertbannon.com. And you could watch us every single Thursday on YouTube um, with the Roundtable Live. And also listen to us on the Broadway Podcast Network. Say hello to my friends on the Broadway Podcast Network. Take a look at all the other content as well because there's a lot of great stuff going on. We have uh, so many great guests, so much fun and excitement going on. I love those barricade boys. I love Les Mis. Oh, yes. I always said to my friend Brian, Brian, Brian uh, is out there. Brian E is, is, is the music director of the tour of Les Mis, And I was always ready for him to give my master of the house, keeper of the, I was ready to give my audition. Somebody, come on, hire me. I'm, I'm ready. Come on, Les Mis. You don't want to. I dreamed a dream in time gone by. It's early here. It's nine o'clock. Don't judge my raspy voice. This is a messy show. We love the roundtable. We love you for watching and listening. And I look forward 
to seeing you again next time. The best is yet to come, everybody. From me to you, have the best day and make it a good one. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.